Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. As always, thanks for joining us. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California, and I am joined by my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Jewel. Hey, Happy New Year, Leanne. This is the first Tuesday show you and I have done in 2014, and I think we're off to a great start. <laughs> so so we far, so good. Said anything yet? But it just feels good. <laughs> Did you see the game last night, the BCS game? Yes. From Pasadena? Let, let me just say, Leanne, on behalf of every everybody, because I know what a big Pasadena booster you are. You really are Miss Pasadena, and someday you will be Queen of the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Pasadena looked so magnificent last night on television. At the beginning of that game, when the sunset, the roses, the you know, the stadium absolutely filled with, you know, with fans. I just thought it's kind of a pity that, you know, the Rose Bowl isn't going to, I mean, I know it's going to be one of the locations that they're going to be having playoff games, but it is such a culmination of the college football season uh, to end up in Pasadena. And you have great weather in January where no one else in the country is having good weather. I know. It's almost embarrassing how great it looked. Like it looked great on January 1st. I mean, the stadium looks beautiful. And then they turn that stadium around in six days. They have literally been working night and day. The lights have been on all night and all day to get the grass in shape. You know what it is it's the natural grass and the stadium was packed it wasn't one of those bowl games where they can't show a crowd shot because there are only 20,000 fans there and people really turned out very enthusiastic and a fantastic game so I know we had uh, supporters for both teams in the Satellite Sisters audience it was a fantastic game that must have been a tough one for Auburn to lose in the last minute I know I know I was kind of rooting for them you know sort of but what whatever but it was fantastic and the roses I you know, they just look so beautiful on television. So, you know what? And I, I hate to say it because I know everyone's in the grip of the polar vortex. I mean, the temperatures are like dangerously cold. It's been so warm here. The the flowers have opened up beautifully. That's why the parade floats looked beautiful this year because we had unusually warm temperatures. And again, just perfectly, you know, open roses. I got some at the grocery store, Joel. That looked like a million bucks. That's all I can tell you. Well, it was it was a night to remember, Leon. But if you if I don't, I know you've been traveling and you've been busy. But when you talk about cold weather, you cannot. Not mention the fantastic coverage that we provided on the Polar Vortex this weekend, thanks to our satellite sisters Carol, Roberta, Kathy, Jolene, and Aaron. Have you listened to Have you listened to the podcast? I have not had a chance yet because I was in Vegas. So we're going to talk about the podcast awards and the New Media Expo. We're, I had to watch Downton Abbey yesterday in preparation for today's Downton Talk. So I have not heard the Satellite Sisters, but can I just tell you how stunned I was when I saw that Liz was like actively producing a show? What happened? Like- I don't know. I, she was, she's been on vacation for a while. She yeah. had a burst of energy. She sent me an email and she said, what do you think of an idea of a call out show? I was like, sure. Okay. So there is Liz, you know, and she, she has a great deal of enthusiasm and a lot of power cords, but not much technical skills, right? No. But no. there she was in the TOC, just running the board, Lee. And I am telling you, 
she somehow made Skype go places <laughs> Skype has never gone before. You know, I mean, the behind the scenes of this show is we really, you know, we we connect by uh, by Skype uh, and we record the show. And even today, Leon, we have we have we had a call a recorder failure. Right. So right. We're right. On, we have no backup system today. So no. every time we we have connectivity issues, as our sister Sheila says, every single week. Yeah. And yet Liz had this ambitious idea that wouldn't it be great to talk to satellite sisters from around the country who are really experience, experiencing some of these incredibly low temperatures. And I, I can't even tell you how we got these people on the phone yeah. and how they went. At one point we had Kathy, we could see her on the video, but we could not hear, we didn't have any audio. And then at another point, I know we were talking to Carol and Aaron just sort of popped up on the screen. So I have no idea what Liz was actually <laughs> doing in her apartment, but there she was just dialing and getting people up. And we had a lot of fun and we learned quite a bit about the polar vortex lately. And so if, so I recommend to everyone to listen to the show and just hats off to Liz. She's going to re- receive a special technical award from the Satellite Sisters at the end of the year for, uh, for the production work she did on this show. She did admit to me that she forgot to edit some of the music down, so she'd like to publicly apologize. There were some editing issues later on, but really, I mean, it's a miracle because every time we get together to record, there's a big question mark whether we're going to be able to do it. So I am looking forward to listening to that. And is it freezing in Dallas? Yes. Yes. We have very, it has dipped down to, I mean, I mean. I, we are not experiencing what the Midwest is, right. but if you look, but it's all kind of a little bit relative or somewhat relative in that, you know, in Dallas, or if you look at New Orleans or Florida, no one in Florida has a winter coat. No, they, right. They That's why, like, they're not letting the kids go to school in Atlanta. They really, they don't have stuff. They and don't have to. And yeah, yeah, you can go, you can go to Macy's and buy a winter coat in Florida, but it doesn't keep you warm. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a some fashion item, but it's not. It has no utility, you know. I mean, or you can try to get a down vest, but I don't even. I mean, but they're more just, you know, for show. They're not for warmth. So, so it is serious. Yes. Yeah. No, I do. I feel terrible for the people whose children are still home. I mean, snow days and cold. It's cold days. It has been a long, long holiday vacation. I, no one was happier than me to take Colin to school today because our kids got yesterday off because of the BCS. So and that felt super long. So, um, uh, you know, my sympathies if you have kids still home at school, home from school. Well, right, Leanne, but you were on the road, as we all know. I, I went to Las Vegas this weekend, Julie. I went for two two things. I went for the New Media Expo. NMX. That is a conference that incorporates all new media. So it's kind of interesting. It's one of the few that um, have bloggers, podcasters, social media experts, and digital video people, web series producers, and things like that. So it's not just blogging, and it's not just audio, and it's not just uh, social media. It's all those things. And so I was a panelist on a uh, Ladies Start Your Microphone podcast panel, I'll tell you about. And then, of course, there was the podcast podcast awards, uh, which were given out Sunday night. So I missed Downton Abbey Sunday night, but um, I was there representing Satellite Sisters. We were nominated in two categories, People's Choice and General, because that's... (laughs) That's the kind of category we own, general. I know. Um, So, you know, here's the thing. Uh, We had a good... I'm glad I went. 
We okay. did. I'll just announce right off the bat. We did not win. So, um, but let me just start with the panel discussion. Cause I was appearing with, um, with grammar girl with Mignon Fogarty, who does the very popular grammar girl series of podcasts. These are five minute grammar tips and named a top iTunes podcast this year. And she does an excellent job, um, you know, writing and producing the shows. They're very tight and super helpful. And then I was on. You would expect if, if the name of the show is grammar girl, yes. you expect that there'd be, that they would be super tight and well-written, you know, uh, I don't know. Yes. No, we had, we, she said it's a lot of pressure that she actually really has to really write hard and work hard on the writing. And yeah, like people are like gunning for her to make a mistake. So, and then my other co-panelist was a great woman named Elsie Escobar, who's been a longtime podcaster. She started by just recording her yoga show. And so she's very popular. Yeah. I mean her yoga class. So you can go download Elsie's yoga class at all different levels, all different times. You know, you can do a 25 minute restorative, you know, a 90 minute advance. And then she also is the community supervisor for liberated syndication. And I only mentioned this because they're our distributor for satellite sisters. So she does a really good podcast about podcasting. Also, she does two shows. So, and then our moderator, uh, Lisa Marshall, um, she got uh, snowed in on the East Coast. She could not get there. So at the last minute in the great Liz Dolan tradition, I had to step in and be the moderator and work the show flow. Leon, we knew that you could be upgraded. And I was, as I mentioned on our last podcast, I thought perhaps you might have worked in a silent auction as well as part, as part of your duties. But that's right. I knew you'd get in there and uh, and work rework the show flow. And ha- was it tighter? It was better run? No, I think Lisa was going to do a great job, but I just had to sort of take charge of it. I had all of her notes, but I had to do my own thing. And, um, so I asked probably a few more questions. She was going to open it up to Q and a, um, we, but it was a very popular panel, which I'm glad to see because really an overall, um, conference, I would say it was like 85% men, 15% women. And I think all the women at the conference came to our panel discussion. We had like 60 women in the audience, which I thought was a great number. They were all interested. About half of them were already producing a show. The other half were interested in adding a show to their blog or their social media presence. Um, and the shows ranged, uh, we only had a chance to talk to a bunch of them before and during the question, um, session. So the shows ranged from like, uh, uh, a legal show, like a lawyer breaking down criminal cases. She's like, it's like Nancy Grace, but I'm not Nancy Grace. I thought that was a funny description. Another one was a fantasy football show with three sisters who hosted oh. the show. And they were great. That seemed like a great idea. Another podcast was a a podcast uh, for um, women recovering from eating disorders. So like a recovery podcast. And she seemed like a really good podcast host, really sincere in her mission. Uh, People were doing business podcasts, all kinds of different podcasts. So it was really fun to hear the questions. We could have taken questions for two hours. So that was the problem. You only get 45 minutes. We had like 25 minutes of us relating our experiences. And then we were taking questions. And I was trying to move through the questions as fast as we could, but they were good questions. You know, people wanted to know, uh, all kinds of specific things, but in general, I would say people were very enthusiastic about the podcast medium, uh, Julie. So, uh, I'm glad we got in early. (laughs) 
Yes, as <laughs> podcast po- pioneers, we of course. Yes. <laughs> and maybe and maybe what uh, keeps us on top because there are people gunning for us, Julie. They're coming for us, and that's good. I my whole position during the panel was the more women's voices, the better. And I feel like we have to create our own cheering section because you could even see at this conference, you know, it's a relatively new medium podcast, and it's ninety percent men. You know, it was. You know, that's so surprising. I mean, it's not like women don't listen to music, don't you know, don't buy music. I mean, what? It's so interesting that it's so lopsided that way. Well, I think the biggest stumbling block, particularly for the a lot of women I've talked to, um, was is the tech piece. Ironically. (laughs) You know, because we're so not techy. I know. How, weren't we just talking about this? We so, were uh, just talking about it. That's the point. You were mentioning that. I was like, when I told people, like, we recorded our show on Skype, like, some of the guys were like, you do? I'm like, yeah. Like, it's free and we do it. It's not perfect, but it's what we got. We have a very complicated show to record. And people were impressed. But I think that was the three of us up there on the panel all you know, produced and edited our own show. And I can say that Mignon and Elsie were much more technically oriented than I were. They had a couple of extra steps in their podcast process that I'm going to try to work on over the next couple months to get the audio as best as we can. But I think that's the stumbling block. People were, you know, they're afraid to sort of go, oh, I guess I can edit. I can do this. It's not that hard. And so that was the message we kept trying to reiterate, like, Try for good show quality, absolutely, but don't let the tech be a total stumbling block. Don't let all the gear, you know, that the podcast experts say you have to have. You, you need a mic and you need a Mac, and that's really about it. So, um, so it was really fun. I enjoyed the panel quite a bit, and then, um, then I had to prepare for the podcast awards. And okay. so, my husband, I managed to sneak him into the awards ceremony, and God bless him because he came all dressed up. You know, he like. Good. Looks yeah, good. he looked good, and and your, uh, and your husband looks good dressed up. He looks yeah. good anyway, Leon. But in particular, uh, he's 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 a re- you know really good. I'm sure as you were coming down the red carpet yeah. at, the, at the podcast awards <laughs> with your handsome husband on you know on your arm that uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of hubbub about that, huh? He looked like he had come from a different conference, Julie. I'll just say that because people had been at the hotel all day. People did not go home and change. There was no hair and makeup for the podcast awards. And, um, and one, I, I think this is representative. I took a photo of this guy's t-shirt and I sent it to my son, Colin, because I liked it so much. You know, there are a lot of sort of sci-fi and geeky uh, mm-hmm. podcasts out there. And one of the popular podcasts these days is The Walking Dead cast. So the host of The Walking Walking Dead cast, I think, summed up his branch of podcasters perfectly with his t-shirt. That was a picture of um, the Ewoks from Star Wars. And the headline on the t-shirt was Ewoking Dead. So <laughs> there you go. And then, so there was the E-Walking Dead group, and then there were all the fitness podcasters and the ESPN Ooh. guys. So they, Beric was like, wow, those guys are really fit. I'm like, yeah, because they're like the paleo podcasters. That's, uh, they're, they're the CrossFit guys. 
and then uh, or ESPN anchors. And then there was me, Grammar Girl, and Elsie because we had all been nominated for podcast awards. So uh, representing the small number of women nominated. And can I tell you how honored I was that the History Chicks asked me to pick up their award if if uh, if I if they should win? But they did not win. Uh, Grammar Girl won that, and she was our only woman up there representing all the female podcasters. She won an education. But here was the big headline. I was super psyched because Dr. Drew, they announced him as the host. Yes. And you know, I love Dreamy Dr. Dr. Drew. Drew. Yes. Yes. And uh, he couldn't make it because of the snowstorm on the East Coast. <laughs> so. Well, doesn't he live in Pasadena? He so does live in Pasadena, like, but of course, a- he's Dr. Drew. He had been in New York doing press for something. So uh, he was flying in from New York to Las Vegas and was going to host the awards. It didn't happen. So we ended up with a guy uh, who used to be on the TV show Heroes. <laughs> so, Leanne, you sound very enthusiastic for what? Like, no Dr. Drew. Yeah. Uh, and, and we get shut out of the awards. Shut out of the awards. Like, there was no food or drink. And, like... There were no swag bags, Julie. There were prizes, though. They did have a sponsor step in, so there were actual trophies. But um, there were, I think, 10 award categories, 10 nominees in each category. Uh, So it was an honor to be nominated. But I have to tell you, Julie, it was actually also really a bummer to lose. I thought we had a shot. I did too, Leah. I thought we had a shot in the the, uh, People's Choice category. And the winner was a show who I had never heard of, and I'm sure won't I'll never listen to. As out kind of spite. Of, yeah, well, now out of spite, but also just, it did not seem like my kind of show. It was sort of looked like a self-produced morning zoo, but it had just a grotesque name called The Morning Stream, of course, a urination Ooh. reference. I know. And they won like two awards and their third podcast won another award. So they seem, I don't want to use the word rigged the system, but they definitely tapped into quote their voting block. So they won like four out of the 10 awards. I think we need more categories in this podcast awards. I think that's the only way we're going to win. I mean, I would, I would suggest like best female vocalist, but then we'd be up against grammar girl and we could lose. Right. She's going to win all the girl awards. And so we could lose that. But if we could just carve out sort of our own category that we could win in because we've, you know, we certainly have had a lot of support from our satellite sisters. So uh, I know. So that's what our people were great, but I don't know how we compete against these other people. And we may, we don't need to, like, we don't need to win an award. <laughs> we know what we do. Yes. No, it's yes. Worthwhile. But we, we know. To- but I I wanted to win that award. I had an excellent speech all planned out. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah. Any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. 
Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when it's, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Would you like to give it now? I don't, I don't want to give it now because it's just, it's not going to be the moment, but I was going to thank the Satellite Sisterhoods. I felt like I was going to represent, you know, on behalf of all my sisters. And what was clear was like no one in the audience would have known who I was except Grammar Girl and Elsie from Elsie's yoga class because it was, it was all men. The only one funny part, you know, we had discussed um, on the show that it, it does seem hard to believe that a show like ours produced in a closet with free Skype is competing against a show like This American Life, you know, mm. which we were. And um, a show that's super well-funded with sponsors and, you know, 10 producers and great studio access. But that's 
right now, the nature of podcasting, they don't break it up. It's the people producing in their closet versus, uh, you know, the shows that are produced really for the radio and then are just distributed as a podcast. So when the first uh, NPR show won, NPR Planet Money, people booed. <laughs> they did? Yes. Okay. And I, it was just... And the, and well, you the, had put that on the Facebook page, Leanne, that you, you just did not feel that, you know, that, I mean, it's really not fair to, that we should be in the same category. It's hard. It's, it's just hard to compete. Right. Yeah, and so are, it's just a different, different animal. It's, yeah. it's a different yeah. animal. So, uh, so the, the host of the show did have to say, please don't boo. That's not nice. Cause then, so then when this American life, of course, won best show or whatever it won, um, there was a smattering of applause. I would not say that it was, was the e walking dead guy no. was he cheering no, no of course no. not no. so um so there definitely is we are not the only podcasters to feel like it's hard to compete against uh, uh the npr machine but um all in all, it was a it was a great evening. I'm glad I went. Uh, the medium seems to be alive and well. If you are thinking of starting your own podcast, here's one you don't have to start, okay, Julie? Because every third okay. every third person I spoke to, and I went to a bunch of panel discussions, and every third person that got up to ask a question said pretty much this: "I am a life coach, and I am producing a series of podcasts about people who have achieved their dream." <laughs> careers. Okay. Oh. Every, so if that was the category you're thinking of jumping into, don't jump in because it is done. <laughs> I really, the best, the best one was the guy who was a life coach who helped people find their niche, but he got up in a general session and he said, but I don't know which of these two podcasts I should produce. Like find your niche or nichety niche niche. I mean, I, <laughs> And I was like, okay, if you're a guy who's supposed to help people find their niche and you can't find your own niche, huh? <laughs> hmm. I was suspicious of him, but I'm just saying we don't need any more podcasts about people finding, living their dreams. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. I made note of that, Leah. Go All right. And then the other piece of the weekend, though, is actually uh, my anniversary celebration with my husband. One of the reasons he came, he usually doesn't tag along with me on work conferences. Uh, He has his own job to do. But it was our 21st wedding anniversary last week. And so we thought we would celebrate uh, with like one fun night in Las Vegas. Okay, Leah. Yeah. That sounds good. Pretty yeah, good for twenty one years. Okay, yeah, good. good. Yeah, work. good for us. You know, and yes. and we don't go to Las Vegas a lot. Um, but we go. We had to go for his work conferences like every couple of years. Mm-hmm. So that we've probably gone five or six times over the course of our marriage. So, uh, and he happens to have been there a lot this year for work because they have a lot of conferences there. But. Uh, And so we decided to kind of do something special. We didn't really need to go to a big show or do a Las Vegas review. And we wanted to stay someplace new. So we picked um, the Mandarin Oriental Hotel. Have you ever stayed at a Mandarin Oriental property, Julie? Uh, I have, Leon. Uh, I, I, they are um, like zentrific, if that's the word. <laughs> I mean, they are just, you get, you get transport, you're transported into some other country or environment it's so peaceful and beautiful and uh i i've been to the one in new york absolutely fantastic yeah i stayed 20 years ago at the one in hong kong and i still have really vivid memories of exactly the the zentrific experience so they have a a mansion oriental it's four years old in in las vegas so i said let's stay there one of the interesting things is it doesn't have a casino and it's smoke it's smoke free 
Okay, okay. Two good things. Two but good it's things. right on the strip, so it's sort of tucked away very quietly near the Cosmopolitan and the Aria and the new Crystal Shopping Center. So it's right in the middle of everything, but it's tucked away, and it is. It's like a separate world. You know, how so many Las Vegas hotels have, like, giant groups of people walking through the lobby. It's a sea of humanity. I mean, the whole city is a sea of humanity, not the Mansion Oriental. You can barely find the lobby, and that's a good thing. Oh, so okay. we we walked in and it was, it was like entering another world and it's a five-star mm-hmm. hotel. It's really a five-star hotel. I it was, it was absolutely beautiful. We had an unbelievably great time there, a beautiful room with the view of the city. And you know how fun it is to open up your window in Las Vegas and see the New York skyline. <laughs> New York, New York. Every time I see that Eiffel Tower at Paris, it just makes me laugh to see the Eiffel Tower there on the Vegas Strip. Yeah, I think that's the best way to see it from some really classy hotel room. Yes. There's not to actually be on the Strip or, yeah. or, or in the Eiffel Tower or in that New York, New York, but just uh, up up in your quiet room. Oh, it, it was very as, nice. And, you know what? And that's the key, Julie. The room was quiet and the room was dark. Two things you don't often get in Las Vegas, like the blackout shades really blacked out. And the room was so quiet because there wasn't a crazy nightclub. It didn't have a spring break feel, uh, you know, and I like they had aromatherapy just wafting mm. through the hallways. Mm. Uh, I actually took a yoga class. Have you ever in, in yeah. Las Vegas? No. Oh, I got up Sunday morning and they have a beautiful yoga studio and it's kind of up in the sky and you have these incredible views of these cool buildings but it's oh it was just i took a great yoga class i took a sauna it's just All right it felt like we were at a spa but in las vegas so it was really fun and then we um we decided to kick off the day we arrived saturday afternoon and i told you i had made oh did i don't think i told you i, I had made reservations at the louis vuitton store to see the, <laughs> I know. To see the okay. art art exhibit oh, that okay. Okay. that your son Will had told me to go see. Okay, all right. So I did the notice. the James Terrell installation is like a private installation in the Louis Vuitton store, at, in uh, the Crystal Shopping Plaza, right there on the Strip in Las Vegas. I know that seems like a long way to go for an art exhibit. But your son, Will, is an editor at Art in America. He went out there on a press junket. He said it was a fantastic experience. You walk into these rooms and, you know, it's a sensory deprivation experience in the land of sensory overload. So I had reservations. You have to call. There's like a secret number you call. They only do five showings a day. Uh, It's totally free. But you have to make reservations ahead of time. So I had done that for 5.30. So we checked in. We had a beautiful tea right there in the lobby of the Mandarin Oriental. We were a little hungry. The tea looked delicious. It was fantastic. They were holding another art exhibit there in the Mandarin Oriental. So they, you know, lavished us with champagne. That was fantastic. (laughs) And then we walked to the Louis Vuitton store, which is absolutely beautiful. Uh-huh. It's three stories, and we sat on the secret couch, and we waited for the secret person to come down the secret elevator and get us. And they did right at four thirty. Our um, our person came down. She was in a beautiful Louis Vuitton suit. She was their art specialist. All right. Again, this is in the middle. I mean, that's like Julia Roberts, wasn't that who she was yeah. in like Casino? Whatever, yeah, whatever. exactly. Oceans, 
Ocean's yeah, 12 or 13. Yeah, so, okay. In Art's the meantime, okay. like the Louis Vuitton store is on fire. Like people from all over the world buying $400 t-shirts. And here Beric and I are sitting on our secret couch. And okay. then she took us, she gave us a tour of the store. She described the architecture. Uh, she described several of the art pieces they had in the store, which were fantastic. Taken, you know, that the whole store is meant to look like a, a tr- one of the Louis Vuitton trunks. So if you look around, oh, that's working too. And then we get in the secret elevator and we go up to the fourth floor where there were three more people to service this art thing. Woo! Woo. Two of whom are in like all white Louis Vuitton outfits because the room... We have to take off our shoes and we have to go into these like two chamber rooms. Uh It's a 24 minute like light experience. Exactly. I mean, James Terrell, his his life's work is that he reshaped this crater in Nevada such that when you lie down in the in the base of the crater and look up. Um, you're supposed to have this whole new sense of the world and of the environment. So yeah, that's that's his thing. So okay, you got your shoes off. Are you lying down on the floor? No, the you're not actually allowed to sit. You stand because the uh-huh. materials are sensitive, so you can't touch anything and you can't uh, you can't sit down. But it's a 24 minute series. So. Mm-hmm. And a part of me, you know, I am claustrophobic and they, we did have to sign a release. We had to sign a release. Like, and I was like, what, Oh God. What was that ride you went on at Disney world that you had to like, you had to press the panic button and get out of mission was- to Mars. Julie, that's exactly what I thought of. I told ah. the people at the Louis Vuitton stores, like, this isn't like mission to Mars. Is it? Do people have seizures or what? What's happening? <laughs> I did have just my blood ran cold. I was like, Oh my gosh, what if I can't go through with this? I've now gotten this private tour and free water from Louis Vuitton. Now what am I going to do? And um, so we went in and they have the two uh, women in white. Uh, They're actually, there's a step down. And then apparently there was a six foot drop. Like, but the room is so disorienting. I, I didn't even notice the drop, but the other woman was standing next to the drop because apparently the artist, James Terrell, has said that once the lights start, like, women are inexplicably drawn to the drop and fall in. <laughs> what is that? What's wrong with us? Just throwing ourselves over the drop. So We can't master the technical side of podcasts and we throw ourselves in. Into the abyss. There you <laughs> Exactly. I was like, really? So, but uh, I, it then it starts and talk about sensory deprivation. They they previewed, they said, you know, it's it's called water. It's uh, called akbab. It's the uh, Egyptian word for water. But it's meant to feel like you're in a whiteout, a blizzard or underwater, and that things are just coming to you. It was amazing. I have to say... I absolutely loved it. I, the 24 minutes flew by. We stood okay. there. We watched the whole cycle. It starts at white and then resolves to white. The colors that he achieves, like at some point there are six or seven colors happening. And like the door you've come through all of a sudden becomes this like screen of light. So you don't even know where you came in from and out of and and you can walk between the two rooms. And I, it was un, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I have to say, I did not panic. I did not seize up. I did not throw myself over the abyss. I absolutely loved it. It was all that it was promised. And 
The people at Louis Vuitton could not have been nicer. I, I So I encourage you. I'm going to put information on the Satellite Sisters website. If you're in Vegas and you want just a completely different experience, like I suggest the tea at the Mandarin Oriental, and then you go. It's like 100 feet away, the Louis Vuitton store. So uh, you can have this experience before you set yourself loose. And then, of course, right after that, we're like, well, let's. There's a tram now. I did. We took the tram to the Bellagio, the conservatory mm-hmm. there, which was the opposite of sensory deprivation. <laughs> it was like the Christmas tree. There were the Coca-Cola polar bears. There were a million people. There were Santa Claus flying around the ceiling. I mean, it was just, I was like, Beric, I think I have to go sit down. I can't, I mean, can't handle it. It's too shaky. That's too much. It's like, you know, going yeah. Yeah, from the whiteout to Chuck E. Cheese yeah. or something <laughs> like that. You just can't it's, do it. It was exactly that. But I have to say, it was such a great tip from your son. I absolutely okay. loved it. So it was just a really fun sort of highbrow experience. We had an early dinner and they, then I wanted to go back and use the Japanese soaking tub in our <laughs> hotel room. So, and that's the five-star thing. They were like rose petals for the, oh, rose <laughs> petals for the tub and everything and bath salts. Fantastic. So we had a really fun weekend, a really fun weekend. Well, well-deserved, Leanne, and congratulations on 21 years of marriage. Thank that's you. Wonderful. Thank okay. you. All right. What do we have? Where are we going to now? Now we're going to... Down? We're going to, to Downton. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> or my husband calls... It, okay, here's the, here's the setup in my house. Okay. Is I knew it was, you know, this was the big opening weekend, you know, you know, season four. I'm psyched. It was also, as you you may may or may not know, because you, you were in some depri- you know, <laughs> deprivation, deprivation chambers for most of it. It was, there were four NFL wildcard games. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so here's the thing. So I said to my husband, let's watch the games, the football games together. And then you can watch Downton Abbey with me because you've never seen it. And you spend a lot of time traveling and I think you'd enjoy it. So that was uh, that was the the thing that was the you know thing, and I think you know for many couples you have these sort of joint viewing things that you want to achieve because you you'd like to go through experiences together. So we had we watched the four football games, and I'm very happy to say my beloved Saints are into the next round. They beat the Eagles. I don't know how it was so cold, land, but they did it. So that was good. And then, then we start watching as my husband, and maybe there are other husbands out there in the world, he refers to it as Downtown Abbey. He, right. has, he has never seen the show. He has totally missed the phenomenon. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't know. He doesn't care. But he's been trying to be a good sport, and he's watching this. And I have to say, I mean, I was like, why? At the end of that two-hour epic show, yes. I was like, why did I waste my joint viewing chip with my husband <laughs> on that. Cause I'll never get him to watch it again. Never. I, I kept saying, well, it's going to pick up, honey. It's not always this slow and dark and depressing maudlin. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 you know, there's usually some, quite, there's quite a bit of drama, you know, but well, I don't know, Leon. What did you think? Well, you I, think? Liz called it Downer Abbey. And yes. uh, I think, you know, I noticed this last season too. You don't need two hours of Downton Abbey. That's too long. Like okay. one okay. hour, I think the problem was it's really a one hour show. So to stretch it to two is not that helpful. So, okay. uh, and then any storyline that involves that Mosby for like more than 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, I'm out. Leon. I'm not interested. Yeah, 
I have a whole group of things that I don't care about in that show. I mostly I don't care about. And Carson's old friend. What the heck? What wait, with the guy on the just put him on the train. Yeah. I, I mean, did you care about him? No. no. I know. No. It was a one-off. I I do care about the girl who left to become the secretary. I'd like to see her come back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Matthew, interested Matthew's in her. Mom, I don't care about her. Either. Who? Matthew's mom. Oh, you don't no. Cora? I, Lady no. Cora? Yeah. No, I, I really don't care about it. I, I find her a little, you know, grating with all her social causes. I, I just, just really, I don't like, I, but I, I, Mary, what'd you think about Lady Mary? Well, then, yeah, it did seem, uh, as uh, Natalie said on the Satellite Sisters Facebook page, morning morbid Mary's overacting with her low pitched voice and ghost like face was a bit too much for me. <laughs> okay. People. I mean, <laughs> Did she really love Matthew all that much? I know. That's what I kept thinking, really. I mean, I, I, not to belittle her grief, but I, I just... I, yeah, I, I was surprised that there seemed to be a complete lack of interest in the adorable grandbaby from both the mother and the grandmother. Like, right. I mean, right. Julie, there were a lot of good grandmother lines in that show last night. I mean, yes. and so that I thought of you, but like... You would be on that grandbaby like nobody's business, like flies on honey, right? I mean, right, right, right. You wouldn't be sitting alone like, oh, I have nothing to do. Oh, for God's sakes. Uh, <laughs> I know. There were quite a few moments when I just wanted to slap the participants yeah. uh, last night. So, all right, okay. let's see what other people said. Okay, Michelle has a whole bunch of random thoughts. It's an excellent thing. Uh, the mostly Bates storyline, hard to believe, still very sweet. Rose is a breath of fresh air. I do. I love I, Rose. Yes. Don't, I, I don't know. I really don't know what she's. She's on the wrong show, but just keep yeah. her in there. <laughs> I know. She is. She's a red herring. Like, I don't know. I don't even remember how she's related to the family, frankly, but I don't care. And then uh, Nancy said, Lady Cora is on my nerves. How easily manipulated is she? Jeez. <laughs> okay. Mosley is a downer. She's on it. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Carol was glad they found Matthew's statement regarding the inheritance. Oh, oh. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> In no kidding. Skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> That's true. 
That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Can, can you, I mean, really the letter falling out of the book. Oh, I know. Give me a break. I was like, <laughs> okay. okay. Janet really went to town. She wrote down all of her favorite lines. Uh, and, there, and she said, you can thank um, the cold weather because I don't have to go to work today for that. So she enjoyed, well, let's face it. The Dowager Countess, she keeps the show. She yes. keeps the show fresh and lively, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable when she's 85. But every word out of Maggie Smith's mouth is better than any word out of Mosby's mouth. That's what I would say. <laughs> so she did have a lot of good lines. A lot of speculation. Mary and Branson, will they get together? I think not. That seems they need new characters. So why would they I do know. that? I, and Branson, he's got to stop going downstairs. Okay. Am I the only one? He's, <laughs> he's made it to the drawing room. Okay. Just stay there. Why does he keep going downstairs? I don't know. I, I know he can, and I know he knows the way, but he should stay upstairs. Right? Well, I just think in general, I noticed this last season and I don't believe that the upper crust had actually that much interaction with the downstairs people. Like, and they just all seem to be in each other's business all the time. And 
I, I'm okay with like separate storylines. Like some of it is very contrived to have the upper and the lower stairs people in the same room. And it just seems crazy. I don't, you don't need that. What's right. happening? I want to know what's happening with the rich people and then what's happening with the poor people, but they don't always need to interact. Or little Rose, who is both the rich woman and the poor maid. I I love that. I know. I mean, that was so cheesy. That's like, you know, historical romance, but it's awesome. And then... And then I was super psyched about Nanny West until she she turned on baby Sibby. I know. When she called that baby a half-breed. I know. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Get back in your crib, you nasty little half-blood or whatever. Half-breed. Half-breed. Okay. Okay. All right. This is random, but Mr. Bates, okay, it's unnerving me that he's now so happy and social. I think that's uh, that's ominous. I think it's a bad sign. I think he's going to have a nervous breakdown or something because I, I just... I don't like to see him so happy after after everything. So. You know what, Julie? You are not alone. Brenna wrote on the Facebook page, tired of the lovey-dovey behavior of Anna and Bates. I know. It's just, <laughs> it can't last. This is soap opera. We know how soap operas work. They've got to move on. And, and then, but, of course, the German subplot. That's oh, like, oh red flag, red flag. We know where that's going. First of all, no British man in the world would ever become a German citizen. Do you agree with me? Exactly, Lee. And that's None. what I thought. It, historically, it's not even accurate that after World War One, that some upper crust um, a British guy is going to say, hmm, I think I'll become a German citizen. Right? <laughs> Just... I, you know, I don't care how great Edith's clothes are now, okay? And Edith is the woman of the 20th century, and good she for her. Like, she looks fantastic. She I does. Mean, she looks great. I mean, her yeah. clothes, and I guess because Mary just was so dull. <laughs> that, that, and Sybil's gone, who really had the best clothes. So, um, yeah, but that storyline, and it's such a, obviously, it's going to take us to World War II and yes. have those yep. implications. Like, oh. But it's just so unbelievable. <laughs> And what yeah. does that guy do again? <laughs> he's the he's editor, a, right? Of the he's paper. an editor. So yeah. he's supposed to be smart. So the idea that you would like go to Germany, I was like, oh, please. Okay. Now, Liz, our sister mentioned, is she's worried that the egg beater is going to be a character. <laughs> character. And I think, mm-hmm. I think those are things to watch. The evil egg beater about the new, not so new evil maid. Okay. So you can see that things are going to happen there. Right. As well as... Um, Oh, I hope Lady Edith doesn't go to Germany. Oh I know. my gosh, I know. I know. I'm- and then what has what has happened to Lord Grantham? He's become just like an awful character. Remember season one? He was like kind I- of sexy and oh, you liked him. And and then yeah. and now he's just such an old fuddy-duddy and, and it's really awful. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I I hope it picks up next week. I think I'm blaming sort of like my ennui with the some of the scenes with just the length of the show. And I did have the – I was trying to watch it on my own, and then my son came home from work early. Oh, and then my husband came home from work early. Oh, so oh. I just – it's not even worth trying to watch it when they're in the room. Just, I, know, I had so much pressure watching this Sunday night <laughs> with my husband. <laughs> I mean, I just, I was like, please, at least one good scene. Come on, something, something that he could like relate to. But he just was like, what was that? You know, he didn't, he doesn't get downtown Abbey. So, uh, so that was a first, 
first and only viewing for him, I'm sure. Okay. We're going to stay on this every week on this Tuesday show. We're going to do our best to do a Downton talk. Um, but I think we can all agree. We wanted to uh, pick up a little bit. Yeah. Alyssa, good Fox. Why was the plot so heavy with Mosley and the man Carson used to work with? Right. We don't know. Uh, Edith's boyfriend is wicked creepy, says Roberta Likely. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, Sari agrees. Hate to say it. Tad dull. I think it's because it's the first episode. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Bonnie loved the Dowager's snark. There can be too much truth in any relationship. That was good. And the <laughs> smart visual treats of Edith's new adventures in wardrobe. And I think we all agree that we're rooting for baby Sibby. So there yes. you go. So next week, more more Downton talk. Thank God. And we hope Mosby gets a job in another town. <laughs> um, all right. Don't forget, uh, you know, I hate to bug you one more time about another awards, but we have six more days for the Stitcher Awards. And uh, Lee's pe- got a great acceptance speech. So- I do. We're ready yeah. to go. And I think Liz and I are going to go up. Uh, it's in San Francisco at the end of the month and we heard it's a really fun award show. That's what I heard this weekend. So, uh, and which will be good because I don't think we're going to beat Dan Savage because he won a podcast award too. So clearly he has, he has rallied his voting block and I think they're bigger than ours. Um, but, uh, that's okay. We're, we're going to go up to the Stitcher awards if our schedules allow, and it looks like they will. So if you want to keep voting, that would be great. We are posting, um, on our Facebook page every day the link so it's great or you can just go to stitcher.com you'll find the awards link but thank you again for the support and do really thank you for all the support at the podcast awards it was really fun to be there julie they said they had nominated uh four thousand four hundred shows were nominated for various categories forty four hundred shows so the fact that like we were able to even get in the last 10 of those two is really a tribute to our people frankly the satellite sisterhood because you nominated us and then you kept voting and voting and it really made a difference so there are a lot of voices out there but we're happy that you uh you choose to listen to ours we do appreciate it at satellite sisters all right you have any plans for the rest of the week jill uh, yeah, I am, I'm, you know, I'm full-time grandmother cause I, you know, I'm now grandmother to three grandchildren, Lee. And so there's <laughs> usually some assignment that comes up, uh, you know, during the course of the day. So yesterday brought over dinner. That was my assignment. Uh, later today, I think I'm doing a school pickup, uh, and maybe just do a baby holding rocking <laughs> kind of thing, uh, you know, uh, as they get a little fussy towards the end of the day. So I'm, I'm pretty booked, Liam. How about yourself? <laughs> Nanny you West. Nanny West. <laughs> Nanny West. No half breeds over here, Liam. <laughs> just unbelievable. Uh, you know, I got to get back to work writing. Now that the kids are back at school, uh, I, I need to do that. So that's my plan this week. And uh, that's it. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to like January making it count. That's my motto. Going to go for it. And uh, happy to get back to work. And the holiday finally feels over. It was a great holiday. Finally feels over. Time to get back to work. So that's my plan. And then okay. my husband goes out of town next week. So that's good. <laughs> Okay, more downtown Abbey watching. There you go. (laughs) All right, we are the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us today. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.